Well, if you would turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 6, verse 25, Matthew 6, 25, part of the Sermon on the Mount, and uh, we'll, we'll go from verse 25 to the end of the uh, chapter. <clears throat> And following the reading of scripture, we will sing together the Gloria Patri printed there in your bulletin. Please stand for the reading of God's holy word. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to his life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow? They do not labor or spin, yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you, of, o you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And God will add his blessing to this reading of his word. Amen. We've been thinking through how we may show gratitude to the Lord for his deliverance from our sin and misery. In thinking about prayer and how to pray and our prayer life, what that means. And it's a, a proper part of our gratitude to the Lord. And we're working our way through the Lord's Prayer as Jesus taught it to us as a pattern and model for prayer. And we come to the fourth petition today. We've had the three great petitions uh, directed to the glory of God. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come and thy will be done. Very significant requests that, all, that govern our prayer and direct us to seek and desire the glory of God. But then God is not unconcerned about our needs. And so the final three requests are about your needs and my needs. Uh, give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. And so the first petition that we're looking at of those three those last three is this one, give us this day our daily bread. And just to reflect on the petitions in this, this petition in general, uh, or actually all these petitions, uh, Martin Lloyd-Jones observes a couple different things about these things. One is he says, observe the all-inclusiveness of these <clears throat> petitions. Now, it's not that every detail of our life is mentioned in these petitions, but they they embrace the, the broad categories of our life and the need, the areas where we need God's help. The first being our physical needs. We need uh, uh, nutrients. We need sustenance to 
give us life and to maintain life. Uh, we need, we have spiritual needs. We need forgiveness of our sins, uh, which is the, the second part, the cleansing of our uh, souls. And then the, the last uh, um, petition, uh, Lloyd-Jones refers to it as our mental needs. I think I would turn it a little bit and say, this is really our keeping need. In other words, you and I, once we're on the path uh, of godliness with the Lord, we've got to stay on the path. And we need help along the way. Uh, we're never going to make it to the end without the help of God. And we pray, lead us not into temptation. Daily bread, the present. Forgiveness, the past and the present. And lead us not into temptation. Keep, you, keep us uh, for the future. <clears throat> there's also another thing to observe in general. And that is there's a marvelous connection between the first three petitions and these three. In that our great God, the creator of the, the heavens and the earth, is not only majestic in his glory and holiness, but he's also the sustainer of our lives. And he's concerned with the most minute and intimate details of our lives. He's concerned about those things. Uh, Jesus later will tell the disciples or ask them, are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from the will of your father. And even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. The most minute details of your life are cared for by the great creator God and the redeemer who has brought you into his love. He's, there's a great connection between the glory of God and his concern for us. In Isaiah 66, uh, the Lord says, heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that you will build for me? Where will my resting place be? Where is he going to dwell? Has not my hand made all these things? And so they came into being, declares the Lord. Well, then he tells us, this is the one I esteem. This is the one he'll dwell with. The one who is humble and contrite in spirit and trembles at my word. God, the creator of all things, condescends to dwell with you. And he's concerned with every um, little thing in your life to bring his blessing and to bring his care. Uh, this petition, as well as the others, is again a reminder of, of uh, the wonderful gift of prayer, the wonderful need <coughs> we have of prayer. God is our mighty heavenly father, but he desires you as his child to speak with him. He desires you to bring your needs to him. Excuse me. Uh, Lloyd-Jones says, it's a marvelous thing that the great self-existent Jehovah, the God who is not dependent on anyone, likes to hear us and have us speak to him in prayer. What a great blessing that is that God delights in hearing our prayers. But what are we praying for in this petition? We've had the Heidelberg <coughs> Catechism give us 
its reflection, and the, the shorter catechism adds to it or <coughs> parallels it. We pray that God's free gift, of God's free gift, we may receive a competent portion of the good things of this life and enjoy his blessing with them. The request, give us this day our daily bread, is not a prayer only for bread. Bread was a staple in that culture at that time. Here in our own day, we have all kinds of issues with gluten and other things. But what are we praying for? We're praying for God to give us what is necessary for our life, uh, that which we need. Uh, And it may include bread, but the basic material needs of life. Other cultures have different staples to their diet. Thinking about that, I was thinking back in Uganda, the staple is rice. And um, at nearly every meal, you'll have rice. And if you don't shell out the bucks for the good rice, you'll get some stones in your rice along the way. That's a part of your diet. But the rice is uh, a, a typical lunch would be a bowl of rice with a mixture of meat or something on top of it. You might get a banana to go with it and your chai tea. So... Are they to pray, give us this day our daily rice? No. The point is, you're praying for God's, uh, the the necessary needs you you have for living your life. Not luxuries, though God often pours out luxuries, but the necessities. And you're asking for God to provide those with, for you. Thomas Watson says, we pray that God would give us such outward things as he sees most excellent for us. We need this prayer because the tree of mercy will not drop its fruit unless shaken by the hand of prayer. Well, there's three elements to this prayer, this specific petition. The first is to give. Give us, give, give us this day our daily prayer, our daily bread. We're calling on God to provide for us. We're calling on him to give to us. It's an acknowledgement of our need of him. It's an acknowledgement of our submission to him. We can't do it on our own. We need his supply. We need his sustenance. We need his help. And along the way, we ask for his blessing with that. We ask God not just to give us the material things we need. We're praying for that. But we want, along with those material needs for him to be present, for the blessing of God to be there. We're admitting we need from him. And we're given so much more uh, than we deserve. Uh, And we're calling out to him to provide for us and to give that. So give us. Why us? Why is the plural there? Why do we need to remember give us this day our daily bread? Isn't it me? I need pray. Give God give me my daily bread. No, there's a reminder just as Jesus began the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven. We have to remember that we're part of a covenant community, a covenant family. We're not in this alone. We're not in this by ourselves. We are praying for our own needs, and there's nothing wrong with that, but we're praying for the needs of our brothers and sisters as well. We want God to provide for them. We're connected. There are those times when you are physically 
alone or physically apart. And you know, at those times, you're spiritually connected. You have that connection with God's people. We need to physically come together to worship God and be together. But we're reminded of our connection. The sacraments are such a wonderful reminder of that connection we have. The water that binds us together. The Lord's Supper where we feed together. Give us this day our daily bread. Why the emphasis on this day? Why the importance of that? Uh, God does want, want you to pray every day for this day. It's because you have to... Uh, he's teaching us several things. He's teaching us that we, he doesn't want us to be anxious about the future. Don't pray about tomorrow's bread yet. Pray for today. Pray for today's bread. Don't be anxious about the future. At the end of this chapter we read, Jesus says, Do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. We're praying for God to provide for us today what we need. And we're trusting him uh, for his plans for the future. The people of Israel had to learn this lesson. In the wilderness wanderings, they were given the gift of manna from God. And God clearly told them when he told them the manna was coming, collect what you need for that day. Not more, not less collect what you need for that day. But some of the people were disobedient and they got a lot more than they needed for that day. And what happened to it? Well, it, it spoiled. It, it, went, it got rotten. That was that day. And the only day that was different was the day before the Sabbath where they were to collect two days worth of manna to feed them that day and also the day of the Sabbath when they weren't to go out and collect manna and some of the people still disobeyed they went out on the sabbath to 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 look for manna and it wasn't there because god had told them it wasn't going to be there so god is teaching us to trust in the lord each day and pray for give us this day our daily bread it's also to teach us that we need to leave each day fully to the Lord as though it would be our last. We don't know if we'll have tomorrow. We don't know how many more days we'll have. We don't know if we'll have the rest of today. So we need to live each day in dependence on the Lord as though it were our last day. There was a young girl late earlier in the life of our church who was talking to me one time and said, uh, I'm, 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 I'm trying not to curse. I don't want to curse. Well, of course, that's a good thing, uh, not to curse. But I, we went in a conversation. Why, why, what, what, what's uh, your purpose here? What's your goal here? She said, I don't want to have a curse on my lips. If that's the moment, I'm going to meet the Lord. And that was very insightful of her, but it's a good reminder for all of us. What are we doing that we wouldn't want to be doing if God were to take us right then? Are we living each day for the Lord in the way uh, that we would want to meet him? 
that's part of the reminder of give us this day our daily bread. Just a a few final summary thoughts, principles of this petition. The first is to remember that we receive everything we have as a gift. We don't deserve anything from God, but he gives us so generously. When Jacob was preparing to meet Esau in Genesis 32, he prays to the Lord and says, I am not worthy of the least of all the mercies and of all the truth which you have shown to your servant. But he's grateful for it. When David was preparing for building the temple, it wasn't his job to build it, but he collected a lot of materials for it. And on the day he dedicated those materials to the Lord, he says, who am I and who are my people that we should be able to offer so willingly as this? For all things come from you and of your own we have given you. And to the Corinthians, Paul, who were full of competition and arrogance and pride and trying to get a one-upmanship on one another, what does Paul say to them? He says, who makes you differ from another? And what do you have that you did not receive? And if you received it, why do you boast as if you hadn't received it? All we have is a gift from the Lord. And praying this request reminds us of that. Uh, Another thing about praying this request is we're wanting to be fed not only physically, we need that, but we want to be fed spiritually too. So praying for give us this day our daily bread reminds us of the living bread. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry. He who believes in me will never be thirsty. So we pray for God to feed us with his word as well as materially. Uh, This prayer request, again, is a reminder that we're utterly dependent upon God. Lloyd-Jones says there is nothing in the whole realm of scripture which so plainly shows our entire dependence upon God as does this prayer. The supreme folly of the 20th century is that of thinking that because we know certain laws of God, we are independent of him. We cannot live a moment without him. Paul Tripp, in reflecting on this petition, as well as the, the, um, the Israelites' readiness, being ready to go into the land, He comments this way, the children of Israel were entering the promised land where abundant resources would be available to them and they would face the temptation of affluence. What is that? It is the temptation we all face when things are going well and supplies are many to forget our utter dependence on the power, goodness, and faithfulness of God for everything in life. The prayer for daily bread reminds me that I am dependent on God for even the most mundane needs of my life. Only he has the power to control all the conditions, situations, locations, events, and people that need to be controlled in order for me to have the things that I need to have in order to live my life. Independency is a delusion. Even the most ardent atheist is dependent on God for his life and breath. 
No one is able to get what he needs for his physical existence on his own. No one lives a self-sufficient life. No one can say, look how successfully I've been able to care for me without any outside assistance. No one. So look up and give thanks. There really is a great and loving supplier. And the last kind of summary principle is that in praying this prayer request, we're uh, understanding our need to be thankful and to be content. And we've reflected on contentment in some of the different Ten Commandments we've looked at. But Paul knew how to be abased and he knew how to abound. He knew how how not to have little and how, how to have a lot. And he could do that only through Christ who strengthened him helped him to understand and appreciate that. Jesus says, take heed and beware of covetousness for one's life does not consist in the abundance of the things he possesses. Uh, The material things of this life are necessary, uh, but they're not all what life is about. And we need to appreciate our relationship with God and what we need. Uh, Just finally, Thomas Watson says, well, how can we be content if God cuts short our externals? And uh, he goes on to say, if your bread is little and coarse, he says, he recommends, he says, think of those much lower than you. There are those who have less than you do. Think of your relationship with God. He goes on to say, the person who can say, my God has a rock for his heart to quiet it in the lowest situation. And then think of the sacrifice of Christ. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. How that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor so that you, through his poverty, might become rich. Pray with faith. Give us this day our daily bread. Amen. Let us pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for the abundance of your love and provision for us. We receive all good things from your hand. Help us to rest in your care today. Uh, to trust in you for tomorrow, not to be fearful of it, but to tr- be trustful. Help us to learn contentment and thankfulness. And may you, you O oh Lord, do your, a wonderful work in us as we rest in your care. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.